folks. We're back again for another episode of Absolutely Privileged Today to be joined by Kilkeel Presbyterian's finest, <laughs> <laughs> Dave McElveen. He's on today. Um, this is the one everybody's been looking forward to. I've been looking forward to it. So, um, yes, it's going to be a great one. So Dave's just going to give a bit of his testimony and then we're going to be asking a few questions and that after. But it's just going to be a real chill vibe, you know. It's not going to be like too, you know, too... Uh, crazy anyway but um yeah so hand it over to Dave. Thanks very much Stefan. Um he uh is it gonna be cool and children relax with my cat testimony is a bit of an interesting one. Yeah. But uh it's great to be here Stefan thank you very much and you know Stefan's rocking a good pair of headphones here <laughs> so he is, and his and his hair looking pretty good. So if anyone knows me I'm completely bald head and uh, I'm very jealous of this nice looking hair. <laughs> <laughs> um. uh, but here look thanks again and um <clears throat> just want to share a bit of my story and um I grew up in East Belfast, um near Stormont, if you know where the Parliament buildings are. Um had an amazing mum and dad, they're amazing and they brought me up in good Christian ways and um, my sister is younger than me, two years younger than me and uh, she's great as well and yeah so a great childhood, you know very connected into the Presbyterian Church um, when I was growing up in East Belfast, parents were you know very faithful encouraging us to go to Sunday school and different youth organisations and different groups um, but our family dynamics sort of changed a wee bit whenever um, my mum got very ill whenever I was four years old and uh, it was very very tough for us as a family so she was sort of bedridden for five years and and she ha- uh, still has uh, it's called chronic fatigue syndrome or, or ME um, so she's uh, been a trooper throughout the years of my life and has been amazing. Um, yeah, so that really spiralled a whole different thing into our lives. My dad was a youth pastor in the church and he ended up having to go and study to try and um, get uh, an accountancy degree, got that. Um, me and my sister sort of had to grow up very quickly and um, it was good, but it was challenging, but it was good. And we really enjoyed the challenge of um, growing up and... Um, uh, having to fend for ourselves and a lot of different things. Um, yeah, so went through primary school and um, really struggled um, in in education. So I have dyslexia and I really struggled in school with um, just maths and English and all that sort of stuff. So with dyslexia, if you work very hard, you can actually get good results. So for me... I tried working really hard and in the 11 plus, I know in Kilkeel you don't do 11 plus or I know it's now changed now, but back in the day when I did 11 plus, worked really hard and still got a D. <laughs> so I was gutted and uh, and I was really hoping I could get to the school that played a lot of rugby and I, eventually I ended up getting into the school last minute and um, so I went to Calumba College in Belfast and um, loved it and it was amazing and I got in um, it was very very good a lot of really good teachers really helped me with um, the struggles with dyslexia and different stuff but to be honest I was going to school to play rugby um, I loved playing rugby and it really did um, bring the best out of me and just loved playing and loved playing for my school and 
um, it was always really great and Campbell is a huge big rugby school and um, a lot of people really look up to you you know whenever you you play rugby or captain the team or different stuff or play a number of years above you and it was a really great time yeah so rugby is a big part of my life um, when I was um, 14 I remember going to over to England um, for a event called Soul Survivor um, and I remember we were in this big uh, stadium in Manchester and there was uh, this band called Delirious on the stage and I remember just singing their songs. There was a song called Did You Feel the Mountains Tremble? I don't know if people know it but I remember singing that song and saying God um, I really started to realise that actually I want what these people have. You know, these people who were worshipping God through praising his name, through, you know, being dynamic, part of the the Christian festival that we were over in Manchester was to go out uh, into the streets and um, serve the community. So we had like thousands of young people going and serving the community in Manchester. And it was an incredible time. But I remember just saying to myself, God, I want what these people have. And I want to give my life to you. And I remember giving my life to Jesus. And it was an incredible time. And came back to school after the summer. And um, the was I always walked to school. And the one lad that I walked with, I just remember sharing my testimony with him. And saying, like, I give my life to Jesus. And he thought I was a bit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, so third year. And it was an amazing journey. So I was very, very open about my faith. And talking to others and um, really sharing about what God had done in my life and what, how I, what I experienced that summer and everyone was talking, can you believe? They called me Mackie, Dave McEvins, they called me Mackie, so they were like, can you believe Mackie became a Christian? Oh, what is what is going on? Like, is this crazy? So, so it was an amazing time and I was very open about my faith and the rugby, our team was very, very good and we did a lot of um, really, really good, uh, had a lot of had a very very good team and uh, yeah so it was really good and I think as well um, started getting more connected into church and started to enjoy just the the joys of um, serving in church even as a young person um, through different youth organizations and helping out and that was really really good time um, yeah and there was a <clears throat> when I was in fifth year there was a a Christian movement called Making Your Mark and it went all through sort of Northern Ireland and it was encouraging schools and churches and different Christian organisations to go and share their faith and I remember in my school in Campbell um, in assembly the headmaster had asked me Dave would you give your testimony in church and in, in school in the school assembly and I was like no way and I was like yeah and the whole school would be there so I remember like doing this and it was the most nerve-wracking thing I've done in my life and I remember um, I had it all written out and it was really the first time I'd really talked publicly you know and anything like that I had it all written out and and it was amazing just the response to that um, yes yeah, so it was really good and then I remember in fifth year would have been a lot of respect you know because I was playing in the first 15 so two years above me um, we we had just won the schools cup rugby if you know much about rugby schools um yes yeah, so there was a whole raft of stuff and it was really really good um and then in my last year in school i remember um being really challenged 
um, with my faith. Um, so I was playing with Ulster schools against Leinster schools, and during the game, um, I was punched and uh, by a person who's now playing for Ireland. But anyway, uh, punched by this guy, and uh, he knocked me out and broke my jaw, and I was knocked out for two hours, and I ended up um, just having a lot of brain damage from that and um, it really damaged my brain so I lost memory and um, different things changed like I got very angry very easily and all this different stuff so that was a real challenge and I remember um, the doctors saying look your brain can't take any more hits like this in rugby or any more tackles like that and I'm really sorry but you're not going to be able to play rugby ever again and I remember my whole world crashed and I remember saying to myself, God, you know, why did you do this to me? Um, and I got really angry at God. In fact, I really just denied my faith and started telling my friends, I'm not a Christian anymore. I can't believe God would take rugby away from me. And, and I really, my lifestyle really started to spiral into something that wasn't right and wasn't good. So I was drinking a lot, doing a lot of drugs, um, going to school drunk, um, and just a whole raft of stuff that um, wasn't good. You know, I was starting fights in school. It was all my relationships in school were starting to fall apart. Um, yeah, and it was just really, really tough. And um, I was deputy head boy of the school um, in Upper Sixth. And uh, my rugby coaches decided, look, it's time for Dave to 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 step back from school because it's just been so detrimental so I remember wondering why my dad said school's finished <laughs> um, a week a month before uh, my exam so they actually asked me to leave school and it was really really tough and um, remember just my dad was in pieces just so um, shocked that this is what was going to happen to his son you know that was doing so well and then everything was taken away and remember I remember realizing that I actually made rugby my god and um, and I think for me I worshipped it um, I adored it and it was something that I believe I'm so glad that God took away from me that and it's so amazing that um, that had happened even though during that time it was really hard and um, yeah so spiraled out of control um, until I met this guy um, called Jasper and Jasper was a youth worker in a church and he really started to invest in me and encourage me to come back to God um, and to realise that he was the only way to live and I remember him saying that to me and I didn't want to do it even though deep down inside I knew my conscience and everything was saying to me you know come back to God but actually I was too much enjoying the lifestyle of clubbing and different stuff. Um, yeah, so remember he invited me to this event in church and this guy called Jackie Burke was speaking at it. Jackie Burke um, has actually spoken in Kilkeel Presbyterian before in our mission. He shared his testimony and I know he's done a few other things in Kilkeel. Um, and I remember Jackie Burke, um, he shares this his story of he was an alcoholic and a drug addict and one day he had taken an overdose so much that actually he got a thing called barbitra poison 
which starts from your feet and works all the way through your head and within an hour you're dead. And I remember him telling this story of him getting this and he, he, he remembers lying on the ground trying to talk through the phone to the ambulance to say that he was dying and he couldn't get anything out because it had paralysed his, his, his vocal cords and he couldn't even speak. And he remembers in his heart saying, God, if you're real, will you come and heal me? And it's incredible. He felt something totally change within half an hour. He said he was up hoovering the house, cleaning the house, clearing away the beer bottles and different stuff. And it's incredible. And he didn't have to go through a drug rehabilitation or alcoholic rehabilitation. He was healed there and then. And this really impacted me. And I remember um, so impacted and just tears in my eyes. And I remember my dad picked me up um, from from the event. And I remember just getting in the car and just crying my eyes out, just bawling my eyes and saying, Dad, I need Jesus. And I'm sorry for, you know, causing so much pain and hurt to you guys as a family. And I'm really sorry that I went totally wild and, you know, threw away school and threw away friendships in school and I remember just having this moment with my dad and it was really quite incredible and I remember coming home and just surrendering all to Jesus again getting down my knees my dad and I crammed with each other hugging each other and just you know remember giving everything back to God again and and it was an incredible time of of forgiveness it was an incredible time of hope and since then it's been an incredible journey so I've been did missions the Christian organization um, had incredible time there, saw some incredible things of people giving their lives to the Lord, people being healed. It was just an incredible opportunity of going on missions. Um, came back and um, worked for a mission organization and then got an opportunity to volunteer and, and help out in Jim's Youth Center whenever I started uh, university. Um, yeah, so it was an incredible journey and really, really good. And through gyms, um, I, went, I, went, <laughs> I met my wife, Megan, and she um, she's just amazing. She's from America, and she was doing a few years out in gyms, and she's now still working there and now heading up gyms and doing a great job. Um, so we ended up getting married, and, um, and while I was doing university, um, we, uh, it was great, you know, um, journeying with life and doing things together. And then I had opportunity with university to do a placement. Um, and my university was a youth and community and practical theology degree. Um, and they had an opportunity to do a three-year placement. And I approached Kilkeel Presbyterian Church. And they said they would love to have me on board. And it's been great ever since. And it's been a number of years now um, in Kilkeel Press Train. Um, yeah, and as we've done that, um, a few years in our marriage, we had a wee girl, Mackenzie, and she's amazing. She'll be turning um, five in, in May. And then we had another wee girl, Annabelle, and she'll be turning two in May. And they've just been amazing. And you've really, we've really learned so much from them, and we love them and cherish them, and they're really incredible. Um, and we just love having um, the privilege of the gift that they are to us from God and 
and yeah so it's been it's been a really good journey and it's been incredible to see what God's done and you know so much you know sometimes I reminisce about rugby or reminisce about what if or what if and I'm just so thankful that God has has led um, me away from that way not that I don't like watching Ulster or Ireland play I love watching that and the Six Nations is amazing but I'm just so thankful that God had, had a better plan and a really good plan for my life and then whenever I got married and with our kids our family's life and we've really invested in Kilkeel um, and we just love this place and one verse I think throughout all of my struggles whenever um, I had to stop playing the rugby <clears throat> I think I really only registered what it truly meant is Second Corinthians 12 verse 9 where it says my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness and I remember in my life that God through the, my weakness through the mistakes and the the wrong decisions that I made through um, wanting to play rugby the rest of my life and worship it and and to just it to be everything in my life and actually realizing that through my weakness God can um, make his power perfect and good and his grace is enough and I'm so thankful for his grace and I'm so thankful that even in my weak self even today um, struggling with sin struggling with um, uh, the pressures of, of work or pressures of family or um, having patience with my two daughters having patience to to love them even though um, they're sometimes uh, maybe not the best behaved and all those struggles that we go through in life and we just really believe and I am thankful for that um, with the words that Paul wrote about that that God's grace is sufficient for us and on the time of our weakness and we're just so thankful for that verse that is really something that I've clinged on to for a number of years of my life. That's amazing. Thank you very much, Dave. That's fantastic. Um, that's an amazing testimony, Joe. That's an amazing story. It's amazing to see how God works, isn't it? Like you just definitely, yeah. You know, that's it. You often think of like I often think of like amazing grace. You know, saved a wretch like me, and mm. that's a lot of time you hear people's story and people come from really hard, dark places. You know, mm. and. We are, as you say, we get caught up in struggles, we're caught up in different things, and yet God saves it. And then even we think there's no way you could save somebody like me or the struggle mm. that I'm in. Or, um, that's amazing. So I was going to ask you there, what is, um, what, how did you find the big change from living in Belfast to coming <laughs> to Kilkenny? Because it's a wee bit different, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. So Belfast was so so much different than Kilkenny. Sometimes you really miss it, the sort of city life. Um, and just the practicality of things and only having to drive you know five minutes and you're in the middle of the city centre and yeah. yeah so I miss those sort of practical things I do miss a lot of my friends um, I do miss my, all my families in Belfast so I miss that so um, but see coming down to Kilkeel it's just incredible people are so friendly people are so welcoming mm-hmm. um, we have loved being here even though we're an outsider and a blue in as they would call it you know, we do feel that um, there's a real welcome um, spirit here, and it's just really encouraging. And um, and I think as well, 
for for Megan and I, you know, we've we've such a heart for Kilkeel and for God to work, especially in young people's lives, and mm-hmm. um, and for us, uh, obviously, we've 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 our own house here, you know, we've we started our family here, so for us, um, living in Kilkeel is great, and we just love the scenery, the mountains, and the sea, and. You know, you don't get that in Belfast. No, you don't. You've got Cave Hill and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, well, actually, um, yeah, absolutely. Every town has its, you know, pluses and minuses, doesn't it? But um, that actually leads me on well to the, the youth work because you've been doing so much work there. And, like, the amount of bonds I know that have grown up and you've been such a big part of their life, you know, you've been such an encouragement to them. Um, absolutely. Unreal. I'd stop it, Seth. I could stop even it. <laughs> But you know, um, I, was, I wanted to ask you what was it. What do you think is the biggest challenge facing young people today? Because I know it probably does. You know, it's great to see so many young ones, especially in Kilkeel. You know, you come up through the church, come up through you know Friday night club, which is one of your massive um, on the real events. But what do you think is the biggest challenge facing a lot of young ones these days? I think I think there's a number of challenges. <clears throat> I think um, social media is a huge challenge. I think um, the the attractiveness of the world from drugs and alcohol is a huge challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, living for Jesus outside of Kilkeel is a big challenge for people. Um, and I'm talking predominantly um, the, the young people that I work with in church, who predominantly most of them are Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, it's a real it's really hard to see them having to grow up in a social media world that has got can be used for real good, can be used for connecting to people and talking to people really well. But actually, a lot of it's very dark and very evil. Mm. You know, you look at you just have to look at the world and everything that has happened in Christchurch recently, and everything that's that happens in social media from bullying to to you know self-harm to all these different things that the, that the Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat mm. open people's minds to and I think for me that's very very challenging for young people and that's for any young people it doesn't matter if they come through church or if they come mm. through different area and I think it's it's affecting all the young people and I think as well it's affecting the families you know I think young people's social skills of just having a conversation or even you know them going for an interview to get a job i think social media has has made young people social skills so poor that they actually can't communicate well they live their life on snapchat and and are very willing to say a number of crazy things on snapchat or send crazy photographs but actually when it comes to normal life outside of the social media world they very much so can't cope um, and it's sad like it's, there's a rise I know I was reading an article there recently in the BBC News about the rise of mental health with depression and whole list of stuff and how you know social media has been a massive factor in that yeah so I think for me personally Stefan I think my childhood was a lot easier um, not having to deal with social media, not having to deal with it. Obviously, alcohol and drugs was a big thing whenever I was growing up and still constantly is throughout the world. Um, but social media has propelled people into a whole raft 
of stuff and opened their minds to so much evil. But as I say at the beginning, I was saying it can be used for good, and I really hope that young people do use it for good. But there's just so much out there that that isn't that isn't good, yeah. you know. That's it. I completely agree with you because, like, you see, um, as you said, you mentioned mental health and <coughs> depression there, and like, so many young people seem to find their like worth and how many Instagram likes they get, mm. and it's like they don't realize that our worth is in Jesus, you know, and He sees our worth no matter how. if you got five hundred likes or five, yeah, it doesn't matter, you know. Um, but um, another thing I want to ask you there too was um, there definitely is ones who struggle who can fall away sometimes from the church. There's a lot of ones who keep going, and mm. it's, I know that's very encouraging for you to see ones who, you know, have come up through the youth, and then are now regular church members, get involved in the things. But I want to ask you, what is? <coughs> Jeez, I can't even talk. <laughs> this is me. This is me in the schools all week. Um, but what is the task for you of like getting them, bringing them up through, and then when they hit that age between, you know, early teens to then becoming an adult, mm. becoming really involved in the in the like kind of the more senior activities in church because I've noticed in, in in my church anyway that like there seems to be a, like a bit of a thing for young people that like young ones go to this mm. and they only go to this and they don't really yeah and I think young ones are it's definitely more young people are scared to go to like midweek because I think oh no that that's an old people only yeah. and it's like how do you do you find that a challenge or? yeah that's a huge challenge and in, in, in I think in every church Stefan you know I think for me all the Presbyterian Church of Ireland Baptist churches you know the churches out there are very very good at, at catering for young people mm. or from young children all the way up to their late teens and I think <clears throat> most churches have that struggle of you know how do we connect with the 20 and 30s mm-hmm. um, you know midweek for them isn't for them you know um, how do we connect with them to be faithfully coming to church both morning and evening mm. you know that's also a challenge you know and I think um, it's very very sad that, that that is a challenge for people I know I was talking to an elder in our church there recently and he was saying everything revolved around church whenever he was growing up you know all your social life was in church you know, you went to the Sunday school and the Bible studies and your fellowships and GB and BBs and, um, you know, all the different events that the church run and everything was revolved around church. But as now, there's so many more options. Mm. Um, and I think as well, people are connected with so many more options, maybe from binging on Netflix to, uh, we talked about social media, to, um, you know, different options to go out um, and enjoy a good a, a good night you know all this sort of stuff is so much more attractive than church for people and I think there's real apathy for people to realize the importance of church and I was interested in Stefan had sent me the link of Matthew Campbell um, uh, in his last podcast there and Matthew had talked um, about fellowship and I think fellowship is really crucial for people to be stay connected in church so if, it, if they just come on a Sunday you know there's maybe not as much fellowship as they maybe could be connected in the midweek or the home groups or or volunteering and helping out with BB or GB and I think that is really important um, for that to happen but I think it's it's a scary world that we live in and I think there's many many people who need to realize 
the importance. And, and Matthew also talked about that he's worried about people not having this reverence for God. You know, this that God is the Almighty, mm-hmm. you know, who oversees all things. And yet, um, sometimes we miss that. And sometimes we really need to get back on our knees and say, God, God, forgive us for for living this lifestyle. Forgive us for, you know, not putting you first in our lives. So I think there's a lot there that we um, need to encourage churches as well to have different ideas of how to connect with 20 and 30s. Mm-hmm. I know our church does struggle to try and connect with that age group and we sort of lose people. They say not there, kill kill. There's not loads of opportunities of jobs for 20 to 30s. Mm-hmm. They go to university over in England or Scotland or Wales or down south or in Belfast and there's different, after they do university, there's loads of jobs there that that really Kilkeel doesn't offer mm-hmm. unless you've got the aircraft or something like that. Um, so I think that's a, as, that's a problem for Kilkeel as a whole. You know, people can't get a job here whenever they finish. But as I say, you know, it's it's a very concerning time, I think, for the church. And it's a very concerning time. And um, there's a young person who's now in his 20s who would have been connected to our church and still is connected. And I remember him sharing a story with me that someone, whenever he was at university, saying to him, you know, you go to church, but you've got so many gifts that you could use in church, why don't you use them? Mm-hmm. And I remember this person, he, you know, the person plays the piano, the person is very good at you know, connecting with young people and young children and different talks. And this person's got very much so involved in our church now, even though all their week is spent in Belfast mm-hmm. at the university. But yet he still wants to invest in the local church that he has grown up um, with and, and he's serving in this way. And I think learning from that person would be very good for many other young people mm-hmm. who are now in their 20s and 30s who are at university you know, to invest in a church. Um, and I think that's important um, for going forward for the future. But as I say, there's jobs... Not many, you know, jobs for young people, young adults now nowadays. Yeah. In Kilkee, you know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I was just gonna say there too. Um, do you think like churches? And I, I often think this myself. Like, because churches, people like yourself and the elders, and all, you invest so much in young people. Mm. And then sometimes when young people get over, um, they might still come to church, but it's like if you might ask them to do so, and it's like, oh no, I'm busy. I've got my things and. Sometimes um, I would just think to myself, and I, I, here I was absolutely guilty of it too, uh, I was so focused on myself that I would think to myself, look at the amount of time, all the years that these people have invested in me as a child, why am I not giving back? Mm. Do you ever find that a problem that sometimes gets yeah. <clears throat> And there's maybe, there's maybe a sense of you know, not realising how much you know, the Sunday school teachers, the BB, the GB teachers, you know, the elders, you know, your visiting elders that's come to your house or how much they have invested in their time and energy. Mm. Um, and I think if young people realise that whenever they get in their 20s and 30s to realise maybe it's an opportunity for me to give back to the, mm. my local church. Um, I think that is really crucial, Stefan, mm-hmm. going forward. And I think as well, you know, you know, we're hoping that many of these young people who have come through, you know, have their own family themselves, get married, have children. And I think once you have children, it does change your perspective of 
the importance of bringing them up in the, as a, in a Christian in the Christian faith mm-hmm. and encouraging them to go to different things um, and I think there there is a danger there that some people take it for granted how much people have sacrificed um, but especially in Kilkeel and all the, all the churches you know people have grown up so the grandchildren are there and the grannies are there mm-hmm. so all the generations are in the church very very different than what I grew up in Belfast you know in, in the radius of 10 miles there could have been five or six Presbyterian churches that I could have went to that you know I, I chose was with my family to go to one particular church um, you know whereas Kilkeel you know it's a unique you know, and you get that in a lot of country towns. You know, you have people; all the family is all connected to the church, and I think there's a real richness in that, and there's a real goodness of of realizing that it's so important as a family that this is our church, and to invest and to embrace it. And if you are, you know, working over in England, you know, but when people come home, you know, for Christmas or <coughs> for Easter or whatever. You know, to 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 realize how much this church has actually done for you, yeah. Um, so it's so so crucial. Oh, absolutely, so. no, that's fantastic. Yeah, and um, well, one thing I also want to ask: Is there anything that you think, or like, you could ask people to pray for, like prayer points for you know your own youth work, or even just for Kilkenny Presbyterian as a whole? Or? Yeah, I think um, for me in, in the youth work in, in Kilkenny Presbyterian, I suppose involved in a whole range of stuff. Yeah. Um, one thing I think would be key to pray for is so our outreach. So it actually connects with Moran Presbyterian Church mm-hmm. and Kilkeel Presbyterian. And it's a joint outreach to two Catholic communities mm-hmm. um, in the outskirts of Kilkeel, um, one in Upanadi Call and then one in, in Kitty's Road. This is your head and out of, of Kilkeel. And this has been a joint work for many years and mm-hmm. it's something that I think is really important and really really good um, and connecting and we've been many many years down Kitty's Road and not so many in Addy Call but these people for example tonight we're doing a Bible study with um, a number of, of women down Kitty's Road myself and, and, and Gordon who's an elder in, in our church and we've been doing that for many many years and it's been great to see that and people are very open for us to talk about God through his word and different topics that we talk about and relating back to different you know passages in the bible and i think that's amazing i think for me it would be great to get more people on board to help and to serve in that way and i know um it might be a bit daunting for some people maybe to go to call or you know but actually it's really something that i think is really good and it's a gospel work and it's a gospel work that we have an opportunity and an open door to go and share God's word mm-hmm. and to invest with these people. And these people, you know, who really are our friends now, you know, people who have really come very close and you see them in Asda or driving past them and you have a conversation or you wave at them as you drive past them. And it's amazing to see that. So I think in amongst all the things Kilkeel Presbyterian does, um, I think for me, something I think would be really good to pray for would be community outreach and the work that we do in Kitty's Road and Addy Call and I think it's, it truly is a good gospel work. That's amazing yeah absolutely 
And uh, just want to ask, what time is the services on Sunday? If anybody's ever dying this far and they just thought we were in a good church, because it yeah. is a great church and the minister there, Stephen Johnson, is I've heard myself, he's absolutely amazing. He's it's a real blessing to have somebody yeah. come every week, isn't it? What time is the services on? Yeah, yeah. So Stephen's a very, very, very good preacher and teacher, and so the services are eleven thirty in the morning and seven p.m. in the evening. But you can actually watch it on live stream. Oh, really? um, so the church has every service morning and evening on live stream. You just search Kilkeel Presbyterian Church and every morning's on. And they actually are saved on YouTube. So you can actually go and look for a service and you can you can find it and you can have an opportunity to, to listen to Stephen or to listen to the praise and the prayers and different stuff, the Bible being read. So it's a really good opportunity and a good way if, if you're interested. In the summer, the, the morning service is at 11 from in July and August. But as I say, it's everyone's always welcome in Kilkeel Press too. Yeah, absolutely. I've always got that vibe from it. Mm-hmm. You, they literally treat you like family. It's unreal. Yeah. Um, and um, I just was going to say, do you have any like, words of encouragement for any folk there who have maybe come up through the church? maybe gone off and now you're kind of falling away because that's something that's so popular you know it happens yeah. so much it's really heartbreaking to see people who who you love you grew up come up through church with and then you know <laughs> they go maybe to university or they get a job or whatever can happen and yeah. they can fall away it's really it's heartbreaking and it's hard i know it's not it's not just hard for people you know, who you're friendly with but it's hard for people like yourself who work in the church yes. i've seen them come up do you have any words of encouragement or even yeah something to encourage um, would be in Psalm 27 verse 1 it says the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear the Lord is the stronghold of my life of whom shall I be afraid and I've and i I've seen it many people have come through church who have professed to be Christians and the lifestyle in the world is so attractive that you know they feel they can't follow God anymore and they enjoy everything that the world offers mm-hmm. and I encourage them to realise that the Lord is their salvation and he is the one who has saved them and have called them and I encourage them to come back to that that hope and that God it says the Lord is my light and you know Jesus is your light whenever dark places you're going to whatever um, things you, you think about or whatever your mental health is or whatever you know you're going through in work or whatever and I encourage you to to come back and I think for people who've gone through church and who have gone through the teaching every Sunday you know and heard it in BB and GB and heard it in Sunday school and YF and actually you know have never made that decision mm-hmm. and for me for me that's a scary thought someone who's heard God's word so many times and I encourage them to realise the extra bit of verse 1 it says the Lord is the stronghold of my life Mm. I encourage you to let him be the one that controls and anchors your life and you've maybe heard it so many times the gospel in fact you've become so hard on it Um, and I encourage you that there will be times in life where you'll be fearful and afraid and questioning what it's all about. And for me, Jesus is the answer. He is the light and he is your salvation. And I encourage you to to turn to him. Amen. Dave, 
That's fair. That's good. Sure, I think that's all. <laughs> Stefan's just giving me a good shake in the hand, a good strong handshake there. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Well, it's very nice. What a share. I think. No, I think that that's. That sounds That's great. fantastic. Well, folks, Dave, thanks so much for coming on, mate. Brilliant. I mean, it's just been really, really good. Really, really good to hear. Great to hear your story. Because I've actually, I've known you a long time from like when I was young, but I've never actually got to hear the <laughs> you know, the full story. You know, you hear bits and pieces, but you yes. don't. So I hope, we just hope everybody will be encouraged by it. I've absolutely been encouraged by it. Um, so yeah, Dave, well... Thank you. Everybody, Great. keep praying for Dave and his, uh, <coughs> and his work in the church and keep praying for Kilgale Church as well because it's, it's a fantastic church and we all need encouragement, we all need prayer, don't we? Like, Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. Well, there you are, folks. Um, we'll see you soon. That's goodbye from Dave and me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, goodbye, folks. Thank you.